Welcome to Tracksuits and Pajamas. Or pajamas. We are two best friends from different walks of life. And sleep numbers. Together we'll delve into everything massive and mundane. Join us as we address politics, love, race, parenthood, pancakes, and more. Because when you're comfortable and among kindreds, no topic is off limits. All right, welcome to Tracksuits and Pajamas. Hey, y'all. Yes, this is our very, very first podcast. Uh, my name is Trenzio Turner. And I'm Noel Newby. And we are the best of friends. We are the best of friends. Yes. Coming to you from Austin, Texas. That's right. And we hope to be your friend also. Hopefully people will be nice. Well, this is our first podcast, so we're a little nervous, but we're really excited because we have some really important and exciting things that we would like to talk to you guys about. Yes. And with that being said, let's give you a little glimpse of who we are. Noelle, why don't you tell the people about yourself? So I'm Noelle Newby. I'm an Austin native, kind of a unicorn. Trenzio is too. Mm -hmm. I am a wife, a mother of two precious children under the age of eight, a little boy and a little girl. Um, I have been a professional marketer and advertiser for 20 plus years. I'm a writer. I'm a yogi. And now I get to add podcaster to that list with one of my best friends. How about that? It's exciting. It's good stuff. So I am a husband, a father of one. We have one son. He's seven years old. Um, I love being a husband, love being a dad. I am from Austin. We moved here when I was about nine. So I'm kind of like a semi-unicorn, not full-blown. Full Does that, that count? Counts. I okay. moved here when I was 10. Okay, all right. And I'll take my full unicorn Because we're old now. Yes. We needed to add that to our bios. That's true. But we'll hopefully the pictures will can be Photoshopped or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I also uh, have a 20-year career in advertising and marketing. Actually, Noelle was my very, very first boss. Um, and she was wonderful. She marked up my papers a lot, but it was good for me. Yeah. So that's why we're here today to talk about, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> to talk about the needs for red pens. Mm -hmm. So uh, tracksuits and pajamas. Uh, we, Noel and I always have these long, long conversations where we talk about, like the intro said, everything from parenthood to pancakes to politics to college football. And we decided, hey, we should get together and do a podcast and talk to people sort of about that middle space, right? Yeah. What, tell us a little bit more about what the middle space means for you. So for me, um, in this day and age, it's no secret that a lot of um, there's a lot of discourse out there. And typically when there's discourse, people run to their respective corners, right? They run to the left, they run to the right. And it may not necessarily be, you know, Republicans and Democrats, but they run to opposite ends of the things Instead of staying in the middle and actually working things out, uh, because it takes a lot of energy to do that. Uh, one of the things Noel and I often talk about is empathy. And uh, a lot of people confuse empathy with sympathy. Um, they're similar, but they're different, right? Uh, empathy is about putting yourself in someone else's shoes to understand their situation, their beliefs, their concerns, experience, their motivations. And you're doing that in order to generate an action that solves a problem. And that action is key uh, because without the action, then it is just sympathy. And so this, what we're doing here today, and not just today but beyond, um, is our empathy in action. Uh, and so that's what we hope to bring to you with tracksuit and pajamas, right? Perfect. Is that what we're doing? That's exactly right. Oh, man, 
worked on that for a long time. <laughs> um, so, Noelle, tell me, what does the middle mean to you? I mean, the middle is a complex place. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown talks about it as the wilderness, and it's this idea that if you feel like you're being forced to pick a side very quickly, that there's a richer ground in between. And I think that can happen, to your point, Trenzio, about within politics, within greater conversations. It can happen in marriages. It can happen inside my own head on a day-to-day basis. I often find myself um, feeling polarized between I have two options. Both of them seem like they suck. And then I make (laughs) myself remember that there's almost always a door number three. And that door number three period and place is a richer place to explore. It's less comfortable to delve into right away because it's not the quick bucket that my brain wants to go to. I think you and I have talked about this a lot, Trenzio. I think it was Psychology Today that said uh, every given day the human being is making 35,000 decisions. That's a lot. And that's a ton. I mean, -hmm. some of that's like what tea to drink. Should I put honey in it this morning since I have a little bit of a sore throat? But a lot of it is big decisions. And so our brain is wired to have to do these things in real time and quicker and faster, especially with the age of technology. And I think it's only natural that decisions about – who we, inter- who we interact with and who we love and how we work in the world with individuals gets categorized into these small, quick decisions. And the honest truth is, is that so much of personal and human interaction is so much deeper than that and needs to be treated as such. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, people, um, you know, you often hear these days the saying of, uh, you know, people, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? We can do more than one thing. But it does take a lot of energy. Uh, And like you mentioned, with all the decisions that people make throughout the day, it's much easier for people to fall into simplicity versus actually leaning into complexity. And I think a a big part of what we want to do with tracksuits and pajamas is to sort of help people lean into that complexity. Um, You know, obviously, we, we want things simple in life, but some of the things that go on are just hard and they're challenging and they require you to have conversations not in your separate corners, but to come to the middle and to discuss them. And I think through empathy and through sort of examining everybody's own sort of built-in self-righteous tendencies, um, hopefully we can help some folks and help ourselves because you and I both know that we are not perfect. Well, you, I think you're perfect, but uh, I, I, I know I'm, I'm falling way short here. And so a little bit about our relationship, and then we'll kind of transition a little bit more back into what the middle means and how we'd like to put that in action throughout this podcast. Yeah, Trenzio and I actually met in high school here in Austin, Texas, David Crockett High School. Go Cougs. Always victorious. And I'm much older than he is, but we had a little bit of overlap there, too. And then we've worked together, as he, as Trenzio mentioned, and then we've just been best friends for as long as I can now remember. Yeah, it's it's funny story. So Noel, not only did I go to school with Noel, but I also went to school with her brother, Milam, right? So I'm kind of sandwiched in between the two of them. And then I walk into my very first class in college, uh, Psychology 101, with Professor Dr. Bob Newby. And yes, you may notice the same last name. I had no idea uh, that... I don't think I knew he taught at Tarleton, right? And then we get in the classroom, and he's like, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, man, I've already messed up something. <laughs> and it, No, I didn't mess anything up. It just turns out that's Noel and Milam's dad, right? Yeah. So, and then fast forward all the way to my senior year, 
I'm looking for a job. I'm interviewing at places, and I tell him that I'm interested in advertising. And he's like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah. He's like, have you talked to Noelle? I'm like, no, I haven't talked to her in a long time. He's like, maybe you should call her, you know. And then he lets me know um, that you work at GSDNM, which for those of you who are outside of Austin um, is one of the largest ad firms in the country. And Noelle worked there. So I gave her a call, and um, she had me come in for an interview, and the rest is pretty much history. And one of the things I love most about our friendship is there has been something in it from the beginning, and whether it is commonalities or our differences, because there are quite a few of both, it has enabled us to have these deep conversations always. Mm -hmm. And it's something that comes um, organically and naturally within our friendship that I one of the reasons that we wanted to start this podcast is that the hope is is that we can mirror some of that outward. And, I mean, you can't see us here today, but there are a lot of differences between Trinzio and I. We've talked a lot about what of our similarities are. We grew up in the same town. Um, we have a similar career set. We have similar friends. And we tr- there are a lot of similarities between Trinzio and I. Um, what you may not be able to see because this is a podcast is that there's also a lot of differences. And I think it's important as we start talking about finding common ground to acknowledge that any relationship isn't just based on ease and it's not about finding your best friend who thinks like you and has similar experiences to you and putting those people in the camp of the known and the close. Mm -hmm. It's how do those conversations continue to expand when you get into murkier waters and when you get into things that are different? Yeah. Um, I mean, our backgrounds, while they're similar, are also extremely different. Yeah. I mean, let, let's give them the most obvious thing if they're not looking at the artwork when they downloaded it. Right. So I'm black. Wait, what? Yeah. Noelle's white. No. Um, Noelle is a woman. I am a man. My goodness. I know. The scandal. I know. I grew up in a single-parent home. I did, too. Yeah, Noel did as well. Um, and then Noel. For the most part. I don't yeah. want to discount the early years. Yeah. Dad, if you're listening. All right, so even though those differences can be uncomfortable for some folks and different subject matters can be uncomfortable, um, we found a way to, in the middle, have a discussion and to still be comfortable by the things that we like. For example, the title of our podcast is Tracksuits and Pajamas. Pajamas. See, we don't even say it the same way. I know. So I am a big tracksuit fan. Um, I even tried to get my wife to allow us to get married in tracksuits, like matching ones. I've told him for years that was never going to happen. Yeah, and you you were right, apparently, because it didn't work. Like Brides she, don't want to yeah. be making swishing noise down the aisle unless it's like a big train or But It, it was, was going to look great. I mean, matching ones. Anyway, uh, I like tracksuits because they're very comfortable, and Noelle likes. I'm a pajama fan. Mm-hmm. Pajama? Pajama. I don't even know how to say it anymore yeah. because I'm confusing myself. Pajamin. Pajamin. Um, yeah, we're one of those families that loves, in fact, it was recently my birthday. I, every year for my birthday, I get matching pajamas for the whole family. And we're one of those families that wake up on Christmas morning and are matching pajamas and take all those pictures. And they're just comfy and cozy and soft and make me feel cuddly. So it makes me feel pr- like prime to have tough conversations. And that's 
kind of the premise is that when you're there's so many complex conversations to have both in the dynamic that Trenzio and I have with our differences and backgrounds as well as our similarities but especially in the greater world and I mean the truth is that life our belief is at least that life should not be comfortable and it can't be comfortable mm-hmm. There's this idea and this ability that we think that we have to filter out things so that we can surround ourselves with what was called creature comforts. And we continue to explore those arenas. But the reality is no matter what we do, no matter what we put in place, like life is not comfortable. And part of this work that Trinzu and I are talking about, about living in the middle and thriving in the middle, is about not having comfortable be the metric of success when it's about engaging with other people. And so that is true. Life can't be comfortable. But our belief and the reason we've entitled this track Suits and Pajamas is that even though life can't be comfortable, our clothes can be. Yeah, and so can. that's a way to get settled in. Maybe it's a cup of coffee. Maybe it's some hot chocolate, whatever floats your boat. Making decision to leverage those areas of our life where we can be comfortable and where we can have that little bit of self-care that maybe then primes the pump a little bit more for when we go out into the world and when we need to be brave and strong and forthright that enables us to do so. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And what's interesting is our our backgrounds professionally, I think, sort of help us in this space, right? Because when you work in advertising, so much of your time is spent in the middle, right? So you're between a particular client who's trying to market a particular product or whatever they have, and then you're between the consumer, right? So it's your job to sort of bring those two worlds together. And so we have a history of doing that professionally. But then I think also personally, our backgrounds in our lives, whether it be coming from single parent homes or whether that's dealing with divorce or whether that's dealing with race issues or being a parent, uh, just simply being human, uh, we've sort of found ourselves in the middle often and having to sort of reconcile internally our own personal things that we have, uh, but then also helping others with it as well. So... Why not do that in a podcast form? Yeah, and one of the things I want to be clear on is I get a lot of pushback sometimes from friends and family and from the greater world at large is if there's this confusion about the middle also being this place of can't we all just get along where you're not taking a stand, where you're not talking about what's important to you and where it's it's basically a cop-out. Mm-hmm. And I think I can speak for both of us. We don't believe that the middle is a cop-out. We believe it's a place of courage, and it's a place where we can continue to cultivate and to grow a little bit more. But this isn't just a way not to have to pick a side. This isn't just a way not to have to say, like, where is my constitution and what do I stand for? Um, There are still things that I will stand love, live, and die for. Mm -hmm. But it's about creating an opening and a space that we as a society have decided that those things have gotten so narrow. I mean, you can just go on Twitter at any given second and any given day, and folks are are worrying over some of the most... ridiculous topics mm-hmm. um, and then it, it almost honestly for me at least gets to a place where it's like well then how do you know what you're going to fight for right. if you're fighting for everything the level of exhaustion that has to come into play that you don't even really know where that battle really is and where you need to stand the next day being clear that the middle ground is not this antiseptic um, sterile place that is that's a make-believe zone it is messy. It is murky. Mm-hmm. It is scary. It is someplace that we go to because we feel courageous and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it not only 
for me personally in society at large because I keep thinking of all these people that we've sorted out and that if I met them today based on voting preferences or do you like cilantro or not because I hate cilantro, spoiler alert. But if I were if I were siloing people and just saying you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, all the richness that I would miss out on. And then that skill set, being able to bring that into my own life and sort through the relationships that are most important to me. So, so standing up for the middle mm-hmm. in a way that is not just giving in. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I feel like the um, there's so much, so many would say that there's so much under attack today, um, but they would usually take that from the perspective of their corners. And so I, I think for us, again, the middle is heavily grounded in empathy. And again, it's about putting yourself in someone else's shoes to generate an action that solves a problem. Like that's a strong thing. There's nothing weak about that at all. And, you know, there's, we live in Texas. Uh, Noel mentioned earlier, this is coming to you from Austin, Texas. And obviously border security is is one of the, the big things, not just in Texas, but obviously because there's so much border here, it, it gets a lot of attention, as it should. Um, and one of the things that Noel and I have talked about is we have those conversations about protecting the border and making sure that it's safe and that there's the proper security down there and so forth and so on. But then on the other side, we also talk about, hey, there are people fleeing tough situations and if we can help them out, we really need to do it, right? It's sort of, it's, it's in our call as a country. It's, it's a human thing to do. Um, but instead of having conversations in the middle of that, we have conversations on the bookend, which wind up leading you to not really solving anything at all. Both of those things can be true. And sure, you can call us naive, but I think you can do both. It gets back to the whole thing of walking and chewing gum at the same time. We can do that, but we think it can only be done uh, by utilizing empathy the way that we define it and having discussions and working through things in that manner. We don't always have to agree, but it does mean that we allow the room and the space for that conversation to happen. And hopefully not just conversation, but some actual action, right? And in the case of border security, we'd be talking about some new policy or some new law taking place. And internal change, too. I totally agree with that. One of the things that I have worked on for a long time in my life is this idea of living in the enigma, living in this ambiguity and uncertainty. And our brain doesn't want to do that. Our brain wants to know you're good, you're bad, I like this, I hate this. But the enigma is where the richness is. And, you know, for example, It's very difficult for me, for most humans, to know that we are sitting here and having two emotions at the same time. Like I can be really sad and really happy at the exact same moment. And and we live in the enigma internally as well. I, I think I was taught, as many of us I think are, that we're supposed to strive for happy and that we have these other emotions, but they're unilateral and they're happening at one time. So I'm either angry or I'm sad or I'm happy. And the reality is I can be all those things at one time. Absolutely. And if I'm using those emotions as indicators that I should cut someone out or that I should go to battle with them or that or that in our cancel culture that someone is over, mm-hmm. that is when I personally for myself know that I'm a little off base because the truth is the enigma is where – the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And to your point, yes, you can be for 
safe borders and you can be for human rights. Mm -hmm. But the narrative that's happening all over our country and beyond in the world is that you've got to pick a side and then you are supposed to surround yourself with people that are just on that side right. that further support that echo chamber, further support your, your what your perceived values and ideals are. And what has become more concerning to Trenzio and me is that then these other people are not just different, but they're bad or they're evil right. or they're worthless. And that is scary and dangerous and tragic. Yes, I agree. When we start dehumanizing people, right, and that process sort of starts with language, it's a slippery slope to just completely discarding folks. And that's not it's not the right thing to do. Um, again, we don't always have to disagree, but that's still as a human being. And I'll say that, you know, this is it's not easy. It's it's much easier it sucks for, for me. Yeah, it does. I mean, there are times where you know I'm I'm upset and I really don't want to be in the middle on something. And usually it takes me a while, and I have to sort of try to work my way there, especially if it's something that we need to solve. It's important for us to do a lot of sort of self-examination. Um, Noel and I always talk about the importance of having people in your life that you respond to. Right. And I feel like we do that for each other. Everyone needs somebody or somebody's in their life that when something's off with you, they can say something to you and you respond in a positive way. Not that you just sort of push them away and shove it off. But no, you respond. Right. Somebody that can sort of help bring you back to the middle on something. If you don't have someone like that uh, in your life, then I think that's a great sort of first place to start. Uh, someone who can give you a good checks and balance with something that's not popular. Because it's real easy to have people around you that just say yes to everything or that just agree with you. But I I would encourage everyone to have somebody, hopefully it's more than just one person, but at least one that can help you do that. And again, I think we do that for each other. I think we have other people in our lives that help us do that. So that way we just don't spiral down a place that is comfortable uh, for us. And to dovetail off that, I totally agree. If you find yourself in situations where every single person is saying, you're right, Mm -hmm. and who believe as strongly as you do. I mean, I joked a minute ago about hating cilantro. What's happening in our political discourse is the same as if I just found all the cilantro haters and made my world up of cilantro haters. What Mm -hmm. that does then is it takes out the depth and the dynamics of other people that that are coming to the table and that make my life so much more rich. I mean, I wouldn't have married my husband. He thinks cilantro is fine. I'd have to depart from my mom. She it's her favorite thing to put on food. Uh, but that is that's a silly example. But it's an example it's of true. what is happening on a global scale. Yeah. And so I try to challenge myself because it feels good. It's a hit. Like when people, when I say something that's snarky or silly or somewhat political or I'm making a joke at someone else's expense Mm -hmm. and everyone jumps on the bandwagon and gives me that little boost of ego that makes me feel like that I'm kind of sailing on cloud nine. It's a like. It's awesome. Yeah, the like, the love, the social media river that lifts me up. But I also try, and I'm human, we all are, I try to take a step back and say, okay, what am I missing here? Like, what am I missing 
by not hearing the other side of this conversation that could make me grow and make me a better person and make me show up in a different way. And I think that's one of the things when we talk about what do we want out of this podcast? I mean, it's... It's not to come here as the experts on the middle. I think Trenzio and I both have a lot of rich history in this space for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. And the honest truth is not all of those reasons are positive. I can speak for myself. Like growing up and the reason I think I learned to live in this middle space to begin with was honestly because I didn't have a sense of self. Yeah. I didn't know who I was, so I was constantly looking outwardly to say, okay, what's going to be pleasing in this moment? Mm-hmm. Who's the version of myself that can show up that will be accepted? Yeah, so it came from sadness, and it came from a lack of grounding and authenticity, but I honed it into what I believe is a superpower, that it's no longer that. Now it's an ability and it's a skill set and it's muscles that we have built up mm-hmm. that can go to different use because now I am grounded. Now I know who I am. It's yeah. not about trying to sort out and figure out how I'm going to be liked anymore. It's using the same muscles for a different end result. So that is to say, we're not, turns out I aren't going to sit here and say that we're the experts on this and this is this perfect way to go out and live in the middle and sing Kumbaya and get along at every given moment. But it's also going to be authentic and vulnerable for us Mm -hmm. because there are times every single day where we fall back into this trap ourselves. Yeah. No, I I think that's a great point. Um, Malcolm Gladwell has this book called David and Goliath, and it talks about the advantages of disadvantages and the disadvantages of advantages. And I think that sort of speaks to the point you were talking about. Some things you sort of went through in your life sort of prepared you for this moment and beyond. Um, We've talked about our backgrounds, growing up in a, a single-parent home on welfare and all the challenges that go along with that, um, I think sort of equipped me personally from a standpoint of empathy. I had to pick it up early on because it was given to me. And so I sort of went throughout my life not even really knowing that term or sort of really understanding what it meant, but actually living it and then sort of picking up pieces as you go along. I think that's part of what made us good marketers. Um, you know, we, we went to school and got degrees in these things. But then I think it's very, I think it's ironic that we chose careers where we sort of had to help people through things, right? Now we're talking about goods and services and products and so forth, and we both work with some nonprofits. But just the fact that our respective backgrounds play such a huge role in who we are personally and professionally, um, hopefully will add value to what we bring with tracksuits and pajamas. And the other thing I'm excited about is, I mean, we, yes, we have this 20-year friendship. And I'd love, I'd love to sit here and say today, like, we've covered every single topic there is to cover. Um, we're in lockstep in the way that we think, feel, and live our lives. The we truth are, is right? That, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sometimes. Okay. But the truth is there are things that we haven't unearthed. Yeah. And this will be a work in progress for us as individuals and our friendship and also just modeling what that means as we continue to evolve. I am a very different person sitting here today than I even was 10 years, 10 years ago within our friendship. And I learn more every day and I know Trenzio learns more every day and all of you out there are learning more every single day. So how do we poise ourselves to be able to take in this new information, process it, And then our promise to you is that we're going to be open and honest about when we're struggling with this in our lives and when we find ourselves having to feeling like we need to decide between point A and point B. Yeah. 
our promise to you is that we're going to get messy with you. We're not expecting um, to sit here and serve as your experts. Mm-hmm. We do have a certain skill set around this, and it's a certain benefit that we do feel like we bring to the table. But our promise is that we'll get messy with you. When it's hard for us, too, we're not going to shy away from those tough conversations, whether Absolutely. it's with each other, um, whether it's about privilege, whether it's about things that we're working through on our own, in our own spirit, in our own soul, in our own families. This We want to make sure that this podcast and this conversation that we have the privilege of being able to continue to have really opens those doors for ourselves as well as the listeners. Like Noel said, we will definitely get into it and we will get messy. Um, we'll talk about things like leaning into complexity versus falling into simplicity. We'll talk about putting yourself um, in the minority to work with the majority on something, um, taking a side. Um, how to put others at ease, growth, uh, fear and awareness. These are just some of the things that we'll get into as you hear more episodes. Yeah, and I think the thing is, like, we're sitting here with you today at our first podcast. We're in this great recording studio. We're really excited. We're a little nervous. Just a little. When you're talking about things like the middle and when you're talking about things that are this juicy and frightening, I can't promise you what every single episode is going to be about. Right. We can promise that we're not going to shy away from the difficult. We can promise that we're going to talk about what the topics are of of the day. Um, we are, our plan is to also, yeah, we may get into things that are political, but it's not about what the new hot take is and what side to pick. It's using current things that may be happening in our climate or that may be happening in the world as a working template to kind of get through, like, what might the middle look like, mm-hmm. not just for border security like we talked about, but whatever – Whatever dumpster fire could happen later today, where is the middle of the dumpster fire? And sometimes there will be one, and sometimes it will be difficult for us to find, but that is what our dedication is. And yes, we'll have some prescribed topics that we want to go through. It'll be real time. It will be relevant. We may even start to bring guests on. The other thing that's really important to us is that we sit here together as two individuals who also understand that we don't represent the world. And so there are going to be topics that come up that are not centered around Trenzio or me Mm -hmm. from our background and our history. And as that continues to play out, we want to open this dialogue even further, bring people in who are practicing this middle work, who also have to practice it in different ways than we do, and that it may have not dawned on me as middle-aged, as much as I hate to say that, a middle-aged white woman from Texas, there are certain things of how to be in the middle and how to live in the middle that will have never dawned on me because of my upbringing and my background. Same thing with Trenzio. He'll come to it with a different perspective. Knowing that, it is not our intention to say that like we are the experts here, but that you can expect some future episodes to include guests, to include additional research. It's just going to morph as we go along. But our commitment to you is to show up to talk about this in a real way, to be authentic, and to be open to change, because that's what it's all about. Yep. And we'll do all of that in tracksuits and pajamas. So that's it. That was our first episode. I, I How about that? am a little nervous still. I know. I, but it feels good, right? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. This has been a long time coming. our stride. So excited. First episode in the books. That's a wrap. So you know as marketers, we're going to ask you to subscribe to the podcast. We're going to ask you to leave us a review. You can like us on our social channels because it's all about the likes. Just Mm -hmm. kidding. It's not all about the likes. 
Yep, and if you'd like to learn more, we will put the links in the show notes. So please check those out, and we hope to hear from you. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bye, you guys. Bye.